This time I win, brother. Hello and welcome to Elegram of the Podcast. I'm your host, Abdullah, and today's guest is... Is that my cue? That's yeah. my cue. Yeah. It's me! <laughs> it's me! Um, Bill Ja... Oh, wait. Wrong name. Uh, Sean Crisden. That's me. It's the name for this, right? First episode of 2021, and I'm pretty sure everyone's going to be like, who? Exactly. <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> the what? This is just what 2021 deserves. Is just him. Yeah. So, um, little history. I had reached out to various people because I'm those people who listen to the show know that I um I'm constantly reaching out to people. So there's constant emails and emails and emails back and forths, back and forths. And believe it or not, Sean, Sean and I had a problem setting this up because, and I did not know this until you pointed it out. But apparently your emails are going into the spam folder, and I had absolutely no fucking idea why that was the case. So I'm like, is well, he ghosting? Because is he ghosting me? Is <laughs> your he ghosting? Email client knows better than you to just basically say, yeah, you shouldn't interact with this guy. <laughs> See, it was trying to do you a favor. No, but but I was like, um. Shouldn't I shouldn't I hear back from him? It's been like five days. It shouldn't take five days to reply to a single email. <laughs> you don't know the life that is mine. Email it just it taunts me and you know, you have to work up the, the courage. Muster up the guts to respond. So uh, so of course like I had trouble finding you know, finding out that oh shit, it was sending <laughs> it was sending it to spam and a lot of time had passed, so I'm like, uh, if he still wants to do this, I'll reach out again, and if not, then whatever. But I'm glad you did, because... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one way to put it. I think that kind of sums it up right now. Just a, a nice consummate... <sighs> because originally, I had this big plan. I had reached out to, like, a big, big-name voice actress... And she 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 was going to be the first guest of 2021. It was going to be this huge event. And we were supposed to record on January 7th. Now, <laughs> the day before <laughs> was an infamous day in U.S. history. So everyone was bummed out by that. And then there was a, pa there, you know, if that wasn't bad enough, someone in the VA, VA community had passed away on the 7th. So it was... yes totally tasteless to, to try to to do to do a podcast talking about how great VA was when someone had just passed away and it's like oh it would have been tone deaf yeah yeah it it's it's been a, a hairy two weeks into this year so but it's good you scraped the bottom of the barrel and you found me here I am because because and originally I had someone else but he was like he he was going through some personal stuff, and I'm like, look, man, if you need a break, I understand. Like, let's push it back. And he's like, thank you. And I was supposed to record b with this big name guest yesterday, but then I I, I I I was smart. I was like, I reached out to their representative. I'm like, so what are the chances we're actually going to record on on the 14th? And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's the way it goes. So, there you go. First guest of 2021. So, start as you mean to go on, I guess. But uh Yeah, I I'm I'm glad to just fall into that as the first much like many things as, as your first uh, of 2021. So, I I am honored and touched. Wait, we, we can only go up from here, guys. We can only go up from here. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But um yeah, man, how have you been finding like, how have you been holding up in the past couple of weeks? I've been actually doing pretty well, um, all things considered, I, I, as the misanthropic desert hermit that I am. So um, despite the world on fire, as it turns out, I've been trying to remain positive and hopeful for the future and for what we'll see in 2021, despite the copious tragedy. That is heaping up at our doorstep uh, the world over. So, yeah, try to remain positive. Lots of great work, lots of great projects. Uh, I think I need to make time for naps. So 
it's uh, looking okay, all things considered. Well, I mean, uh, honestly, my my sleep schedule is kind of getting fucked up again because of you know <laughs> because of uh, uh, the current situations that we that we're living the in. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, thing that everyone was, that, seems like that thing everyone was like, oh, it's gonna be over in, in early 2021. Nope. <laughs> yeah, we looked at the calendar. Oh, look, it's December 38th. Nice. Yeah, that that's um, never ends. But yeah, everybody's been sipping on the crazy juice. So uh, maybe we'll be able to wind this party down sometime soon. Uh, and then you know, outside of all that, oh right, pandemic. <laughs> so it's. It's it's been a uh, substantial shitstorm otherwise, but I think keeping uh, trying to do what we can in terms of remaining positive and altruistic and providing any help or support to those in need that we can uh, will help tug us all through it. And that's all any of us can do right now, to be quite honest. Like you know, like what what more can you say really? Just try to get by. Yeah, do do your things and be good. Try try not to to bow down to the evil league of evil. So, and, but it's and, and try not to, challenging. And try yeah. not to set anything on fire, please. <laughs> try not to. I, it's apparently difficult for some, but you know, eh, the least we can do is not pour the gasoline. I mean, like, but I mean, you're you're lucky that you work into it. You work in an industry that you can just work from home. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. If, if there's one thing that's been positive about the pandemic, it's that I don't have to constantly travel to studios and I'm, I'm not flying back and forth to L.A. all the time. And I've left the house. Uh, well, let's just say that the battery in my car died twice. Um, so, yeah, not not one for motoring around heading out places right now. Well, <laughs> I mean, who is at this point? <laughs> <laughs> A surprising number of people, actually. Uh, it's, I mean, I, I live in the state of Arizona, so um, there are many folks here who, who are fine with that now. And a lot, of, a lot of people have to. I mean, some folks don't have the luxury of working from home uh, most of the time, and you got to go out and earn those dollars. So uh, it's there's still a surprising number of people who are who are seemingly comfortable with being out and about. Um, but that's fine. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. So as long as they're observing the appropriate safety protocols, um, hopefully we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And that's just not, you know, the <laughs> mounting deaths uh, crossing over into the afterlife. I mean, hope so. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's a lot of uh, a lot of great work has come out of this in that so many people are basically stuck that I've had tons of great projects come through uh tons of opportunities in in the vo world that uh we're seeing a shift in the industry and in that a lot of the studios and networks are realizing hey wait a minute we can still do this and i don't need them right here in the studio surprise surprise i mean isdn has been around for 50 years but uh more folks are relying on source connect and if diddle and just remote solutions for for recording talent so it's it's actually been it's been great for me, especially since I work out of a studio that does full production as well. So I'm kind of a one stop shop. But um, it's just been it helps my the lazy part of me <laughs> that doesn't like to to leave the house, and uh, it helps other talent too who aren't necessarily in a location geographically that's advantageous to working in VO with uh, some bigger clients. So that we're seeing a shift in the industry in that regard. So that that's actually cool. So hopefully this kind of indicates not just in VO too, but in just um, the idea of having workers work at a location separate from the office, quote unquote, or the, the location that the, the business is located at. Zoom is very happy. We'll put it that way. Well, I mean, it's everything's online now, so it's, it's just that's the way of the world now. <laughs> you want to talk yeah, to... Yeah. Talk to people, do it online. <laughs> you can't meet yeah, them face yeah. to face. <laughs> That's right. But I, but I think people are seeing that it's actually, it doesn't work in every instance, but it's a viable solution, especially when you see people who are in the corporate world who are busy doing their TPS reports. You can do that at home and not have to necessarily worry about, oh, here's my boss. They're, they're peeping over my shoulder. I better look busy and minimize Reddit and act like I'm working on this report. You know, where it should be 
more of an idea if we're looking at the actual output and productivity measured by performance metrics versus you have to constantly look busy. So people are finding that, oh, I can be at home and get my work done for whatever that work may be and not necessarily cave into the idea that I constantly have to appear busy and working. So I think that that's starting to create a paradigm shift just in the mentality of people that work and going to work and working and what that means. So that's that could be a positive thing coming out of this. I mean, it, it has to be because I think, I mean, you know, from a mental health st standpoint, I think it uh, it's, 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 it's absolutely a good thing because, you know, I've I've worked <laughs> two, two, uh, <laughs> two office jobs in my lifetime and... I'll tell you right now, it's soul crushing. It it is really one of the most soul crushing experiences of my life. And I I remember my first ever job. Go, I I hated going there. Like I dreaded waking up early in the morning and going there and just, <laughs> oh, I wanted to scream uh, so badly. <laughs> it is. It's generally speaking we as a species aren't wired that way to go in and toil over a widget or to work on reports or to work in a call center, whatever it may be, where that's how you sustain yourself. I mean, the, I, the concept of meaningful work contributing to a meaningful life is something we're kind of ignoring <laughs> as it rots away in the corner, how most of us tend to look at what we feel is our vocation or career. And Typically, you go in and you, you do like an office job and you do your work and you toil and toil away for the benefit of the company when many of our workforce aren't appreciated enough to really feel like they're making a valuable contribution, not just in, in salary, but just in terms of their humanity. So, yeah, I, I, I did that for a while myself, what seems like a lifetime ago. And it uh, soul crushing. Yeah, that's one way to put it. I, I would usually refer to the fine mist above my head as my soul escaping my body. So, uh, yeah, I, I get it. No, but I mean, there, there at some point, like for me, there there came a point where I'm like, OK, I, I have to just as long as I look like I'm working, people aren't going to pay attention <laughs> to you. And I've gotten yeah. away with a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have, have gotten away with. <laughs> sure. You know, or you, you know, you walk somewhere with a, with a folder or a clipboard and you, you walk with a purpose and you're just, you look like you're doing something, but you're just going to the bathroom because you, you had that burrito and it's not agreeing with you. Yeah. I, it, it, but it's the idea that so many people are focused on that effort of the effort of appearing busy. And that seems to be where, where the disconnect is. If you're hired to do a job, you should just come in, do the job right to your ability and if if you have downtime and there's nothing else to do then you should be able to go home really but uh, when we're looking at a, an hourly salary then you don't get paid so you you want to pad the time so that that idea it's something that we as a, a society and as a culture need to thoroughly re-examine for for how to inspire workers to be productive and feel fulfilled in their jobs and their duties and to have meaningful work yeah because like walking into to to my to, you know into my office and my like like little cubicle and being told <laughs> yeah we need you to research this this and this and write a report about it. it has to be like x amount of words and you need to email it by the end of the day thank you <laughs> <laughs> yep yep and it's there's only but so much joy one can derive from <laughs> from doing that as a career so it's so it, it forces us, some of us and you know some of us are fueled by creativity so it it forces you to pursue a way to feel more fulfilled and validated in your efforts and uh, that's how I ended up as a voice talent so it, it's something that just came about organically that way or I probably would have been dead in a gutter somewhere so that uh, good uh, happy endings and all that he would have been you would have been like one of those uh, one of those people who's like local Arizona man found dead in his apartment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they they wouldn't even have found me. I mean, it's just local Arizona man goes missing. No one thought to look in the apartment to find him. So, yeah, that's it, it was it was a kind of thing where it was a necessity. And oftentimes you may find yourself driven to that. Like I, I'm sure you did where you say this is not working. <laughs> uh, I I will wither and just waste away to nothing i mean and you have i mean you just like 
I mean, there comes a point where you just have to say, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of dealing with this. I want to quit. And I really did want to quit my first, my first ever job because I hated that company. I hated the people who worked there. Everyone there was terrible and unprofessional. But luckily enough, and I don't know if this is called this, you know, divine intervention or whatever, the company eventually folded in May of uh, 20 mm. of 2016. So I'm like, yeah, on one hand, I'm out of a job. But on the other hand, I don't have to go to work anymore. So That's right. Freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you, your hand gets forced that way and, and you're it's actually a, a great boon and benefit. It's a gift. So that you have to then become creative. Yeah, and and you know because of the pandemic, I you know I can't go to work anymore because it's like you know hey someone at the office got COVID. <laughs> yeah, like the mm -hmm. moment I heard that, I'm like, yep. I'm not going back to that office. <laughs> <laughs> not until, well, that, that makes sense. Eh? Like not until like they got a vac, you know, not until like the vaccine, like not until like half the population here is like vaccinated. Uh, am I ever gonna go back? So yeah. And and you have the two sides of the argument where some will say, well, you're living in fear. Maybe others will say, well, that's smart and pragmatic and, and a concept of monitoring your safety and assessing risk, right? Risk mitigation. See, I, I fall in the risk mitigation category. Like I, I, I don't, I'm not afraid of catching COVID. I just said, look, you know, I, I, I have my parents here living with me. I have a toddler. Uh, I don't like being sick because when I'm sick, I can't work. And and I like what I do, so I want to keep that going. So it's, yeah, not uh, haven't really left the house, especially since most people seem to think that it's uh, not a problem, I guess. is what, And take it to the depth of that that you will. But I just don't want to get sick, you know. And I don't want to get sick with an illness that's demonstrably proven to have lasting long-term effects and uh, could probably kill me. So, yeah, I not not into it, not digging that. I mean, honestly, I'm the type of person who, even when I get like a sore throat, I'm like, oh, God, I have to deal with this now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, sore throats are the worst, especially in my career, because then I can't work. I have worked through sessions with a fever and with chills and, and being sick in that regard. But if I have a sore throat, that just sucks. Because then I lose my range, I lose my uh, emotive ability, and I just, it hurts. So being one who's pain averse, I uh, don't want to do it. So that that's the one type of thing that really I try to avoid at all costs. One of my favorite things is like when um, when you listen to a lot of voices, because a lot of people in the voiceover industry work on various shows, but mm -hmm. you can always tell like someone recorded sick that day because they sound oh, yeah. nothing like they did when they first started the show. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're sick and or tired. You know, you can hear that oh, they do the character uh, or, or they, they sound like this. You know, they're they're trying not to talk through their nose, but. They're congested and the neti pot didn't work. So it's it's you know it's it's always amusing to hear that say, "Yep, yeah, you went in, you were sick, but you you pulled it off." So I mean, it's yeah, it's I've it's it's, it's especially jarring when you're binge watching a series and then realizing like, uh, did they replace <laughs> this actress? No, it's the same actress, but she just sounds right, she nothing just... like she did in season one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and then a lot of times uh, you'll have like I, I've done video games where okay you come back for the sequel and you're like wait what did i do in the first game you know and who was and you're listening and you're like wait well okay i did this thing and uh you you try to come back and match what you did in your performance and it can be a, a little challenging especially i've had some games where uh, you know you've had these early morning sessions so you go in and you got morning voice and you know it's some guy who talks like this and he's some you know, rough and tumble hero or something, or or monster monsters or something like that. You know, and and so you have to, okay, I can do it. And then you get another session for the game a year later, and they want you at you know two thirty in the afternoon. You just had your workout. You're all energized. You're trying to get into the mode of the character, and and you, it's hard to match that timber and tone and and or resonance or all the other elements of the voice. So yeah, I, I've been there, and I I've done it where I've been sick and. Uh, I've actually done jobs where I've been sick, and then they call you back, and you're, okay, we need this character again. You're, oh, yeah, well, I was sick, so I could uh, – <laughs> extra octave there that, that ain't there right now. So it can be challenging. So I, I, I feel for the talent that do that, 
and they come in and they're sick or they come in and just you can't match what you did previously because sometimes it's challenging. Sometimes you're in a particular space or headspace. Or I've had characters where years later you revisit them. And that's sometimes fun because you're thinking, hmm, I must be aging because it's hard to keep the range that I had then. So especially for long, you know, I've been doing this for uh, 11 years now, full time. And for talent who've had careers of 30 plus years and they revisit a character, uh, I, I can only imagine. Some can pull it off and, and some have difficulty because you just age, the body gets older. So it's it's a thing. Oh, man. I mean, modern-day Simpsons sounds nothing like, you know, old Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this, and that's a perfect example because that's a show that's been running so long that essentially the characters have aged in place. Uh, they haven't, of course, but, of course, the talent have. And initially, you know, you listen to the first season or so, and even back to Tracy Ullman, they didn't quite dial in who the characters were, right? So they, of course, after decades of doing the characters now you, you suddenly hit a stride somewhere in the middle and now on the back end you're trying to maintain that rather than trying to find it like it was in the beginning so it, it's just trying to get back to it so there's that evolution of the voices of the characters and the the media itself that uh, I, I i actually think works within it it's as if the series itself has it hit a stride, it matured, and so did the characters, as the character voices and the character actors, because realistically they're human beings and they're aging. And as did the content of the series and the pacing and the writing, and and now we're at a sort of a post Simpsons Simpsons era where um, you know the heyday has certainly come and gone, and they can still maintain uh, very powerful elements of that, but it's it's not what it was for good or for ill. So whichever way you look at it. So I, I, I actually enjoy that, though. I like that evolution of a show where it's not just this permanent snippet caught in time uh, like we like things to be, but it it's evolved and it's grown. Um, and it's the same thing with like uh, Futurama. If you go back and watch like the mm -hmm. first season of Futurama, you'll be shocked at, at, at Billy West's Farnsworth because it's like, wait a minute, that's not Farnsworth. <laughs> because it's a totally different take on the character. Right. It wasn't right. until like season two or three did he like become Far the Farnsworth we know and love, where he's like, okay, right. take it more wacky, more math scientisty, more oldish, and mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, it's it's where you f you hit the stride for it. You you, it's much like. And I think of any kind of media. You watch a series, right? So you, you go in and you watch the pilot episode. Well, yeah, that could be good. You know, maybe it's something I could like. And you watch, you finish the first season. It was okay. I enjoyed it. Then you get to the second season and suddenly, you know, the, the actors have thought about the characters more. The writing has stepped up. And now things feel real and fleshed out. And it's not just some gimmicks or plot devices that are moving things forward. But now, oh, now this, this is a thing. So... The same is true of characters for voice actors. I mean, we especially if you get to romance that character for for many seasons, or many episodes, or many games, you get a deeper sense of who the character is, and you can be more authentic to the character rather than just kind of going in blind and okay, here's here's what I think I'm going to do, and then you look at who the character is, you see the the circumstances they're in, and you see the the fan response to it, and it helps you to better and more finely sculpt who the character is. Yeah, I mean, because it's, you know, you just can't go in there and say, okay, I'm going to do my own thing without processing who this character is and what what their motivation is and and how would you and 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 how would you bring that to life you can't just say okay i'm gonna wing it and hope for the best because you know sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't so right right yeah and and like with anything right if if you consider it carefully and and have a plan then typically it, it tends to work out a little better than just jumping off feet first not knowing if the water's full of crocodiles and just kind of jumping in sometimes like, like i like when we were first talking about this conversation i said well do you have any questions for me or anything and and you said well shit no <laughs> because it's been crazy and i said that's fine because i i like winging it by the seat of my pants a lot of times uh sometimes for for complex established characters and established series and or games, you uh, definitely need to do your research <laughs> as a talent. But um, sometimes it's fun to just say, hey, here's this thing. 
go. So that's when you dig into your toolbox. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious because I know like the most recent thing that people probably know you as is Storm Shadow from the from G.I. Joe Black, Operation Blackout. I'm just kind of wondering like how how did you ap- approach that character? Because that's a character that's been done, you know, right for a, a while now, <laughs> for a while now. So after um, the excitement of getting to be a part of that franchise, I mean, you know, I grew up with G.I. Joe and uh, I'm a kid of the, the 80s. Born in the 70s, you know, and that was the stuff that was my coming of age. So it was actually very easy because I love G.I. Joe. I have various Storm Shadow action figures still. uh, And I understand, at least from my perspective, who the character is through the 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 original animated series, the video games that have then uh, that were out prior, the comic books. You know, so I, I have an understanding of so that is an approach of. Oh, I know this. This is from my childhood. I, I got see. There's stuff that's out that I can't really talk about uh, that isn't out yet. But I, I got another character for a series that I'm doing, and um, I can't talk about it. But it's from my childhood, and it's very exciting. And that's another way of where when you know something that well, it's it's pretty simple to jump into it because you've always heard what it should sound like in your head, even if it was another talent. And then your individual ideas. Uh, tend to meld that to who it is for you. So Storm Shadow is actually pretty easy for me, I guess, that being a a relative term, but to just kind of jump into who he was. So that was one where it's basically a a ton of lore and foreknowledge of who the character is rather than some of the the, uh, newer characters where you're doing uh, the prelay for them or they've never existed. It's a new series. It's a new game. That typically takes a little bit more prep in terms of trying to understand who the character is. Who am I? What do I want? You know, the, the, the ideas of the, the um, putting in the acting chops to it, I guess you could say. I mean, it's much easier to go into when you're told, Hey, you're auditioning, you're playing, you know, an established character then because you're like, okay, I'm playing Optimus Prime. Okay. Peter Cullen, (laughs) Peter Cullen. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, you, but but now, more often than not, what we're seeing now is there's a lot of things that are being re-envisioned and, and rebooted. And a lot of the description and the direction and the size for the characters comes as, we know what happened before, but we want a different take. We want a fresh take. We want something new. So I, I've seen things for well, well-established, well-tread, well-worn down to the nub series, and they're rebooting. And want to, we want a fresh take. We don't, don't do what came before. you know. And, and if it's something you grew up with as a child or, or even as a teenager, and you know really, really well, it's really difficult to now take something that you know and you love intimately and then throw that out and do this other thing. Just something crazy. You know, oh, it has to be. Hey, guys, it's me, Optimus Prime. You know, like <laughs> something utterly ridiculous. And uh, look at it that way. So we get the opposite as well, uh, especially in the, the, the reboot craze that's happening right now. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's understandable because, you know, you're you're there to act. You're not there to mimic. And, and they don't want a, you know, just do just do what what the other person did, because no, then then why did you why then why didn't you? Then why did you hire me? Why did you have the other person? Yeah, yeah. Well, because they don't like my sister who was fighting, and then she was with the thing. With the, you know, sometimes it's politics, and a lot of times I've been called in to replace someone because of politics. You know, there was an attitude issue, or there was a disagreement, or somebody posted something on the what's that stuff they call it? Uh, social media. They, uh, <laughs> you know, they're. They posted something somebody didn't like or so it's the idea that it's not always about the talent. And that's something I tell, you know, I I have students that I teach and people that I coach. And it's the opposite is true for just trying to get a job, just trying to book a gig in that it's not always you. It's And sometimes, hey, you got the skill to get in the door. Great. You gave them loosely what they wanted. Fantastic. But sometimes it's, eh, this guy sounds like my uncle and I hate him. Or, eh, she reminds me of this girl I went to school with. I can, you know, and, and I've been on the casting side too, and I've tried to overcome some of those prejudices just to work simply with talent and the representation of what it is that the client wants. So, but we're all human. 
So understanding the humanity that's woven into everything, whether you're trying to book the gig, you book the gig and you're, you're trying to come up with what the character should sound like as you're, you're sculpting who that is. It's, it, it's not all 100% reliant on the idea of skill and talent. That's a huge portion of it, but that's in no way, shape or form the entirety of it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, talent is one thing, but if you're not if you're not gonna be professional and do your job that do the job that you're hired to do, they're gonna replace you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless you are top tier upper echelon celebrity, then yeah, you're 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 gonna get replaced. Nobody wants to work with a dick. Don't be a dick, kids. And it's it's funny because you think people would know that, that, you know, especially in, in the VO world, I always laugh because, I you know, it's it's a pretty small world, um, all things considered. And you run across the same people all the time. And it doesn't it's not just the talent. It's everything from the casting directors to the front desk clerk at the studio to the engineers to it, we all see the same people all the time and different people sometimes change roles you know i've known many people who started working as assistants and now they're casting directors and if you're a good little human you treat everyone with respect and kindness but i've seen a lot of people not and i've seen people lose jobs and lose regular jobs that they had because they're jerks because they're jerks to different people and then oh now this person's casting that oh yeah i remember them they're an asshole you know and just just be good kids come on it's it's not that hard, <laughs> but that's that's something that kind of I've seen plague people in in this industry and in, in other industries too. But speaking for VO specifically, just be nice. Yeah, I mean, I know you, you. I know it's annoying to be told, "Can you do that line differently over and over again?" But you know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's your job. Incidentally, you know, like, <laughs> can you do your job for me? <sighs> fine you know and that and it's it's hilarious to me because having done manual labor corporate work uh, i was corporate middle management for longer than i should have been um and i look at what i do now where most days i, I try to remember to put on pants not always successful and i think about you know i'm not down at the docks tossing bananas onto a boat i get to basically sit around and make funny voices and people pay me for it so that's a pretty swell gig, uh, all things being considered. And I try to surround myself and work with people when I'm casting and, and the projects that I take on. I, I'm at a point in my career where I can say no, which is fantastic. I like to work with people that enjoy what they're doing and are, and are good people. So you ha everybody has a good time. And it's nice to have that luxury, which is what it is. And, but people take that for granted. You know, this is this is so much fun. It's ridiculous. It's absurd that this is actually a job and a career in, you know, all things being equal. And we're looking at what people are doing to sustain themselves, especially now uh, in, in the midst of a pandemic and turmoil where so many people are unemployed and, and it's hard for them to find work that this is what I do. You, OK, I sit around in my, my PJs and I make funny voices. OK, yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll take that. That's a good hand. I'll play it. And that's all you really can do when it comes to life. It's like, hey, you're dealt a hand, better play it. <laughs> you can't that's right. You can't right. complain about it because that's life. Yeah. Well, you, you, you can complain about it. I mean, there are plenty of people that do. And, and even I do. I mean, once you make – everything's relative. So even within the realm of this, there are some things that are pain, that are a pain in the ass. But <laughs> under greater observation and, and – looking through a larger macro lens. Yeah, this is <laughs> a lot of time. Let me put it to you this way. I have friends who are teachers and doctors and law enforcement officers and have served in the military. And I look at what I do and think, how do I contribute to a more positive society? How do I look at what my career is? And, and is this my contribution? And in many ways, yes, entertainment is invaluable. And even I, I do a lot of audiobooks and a lot of long form narration. And I've had folks who are visually impaired, right, to say, you've brought the joy of listening and reading and understanding all these concepts to life for me. And that that's that was amazing. I, I actually teared up the first time someone contacted me about that. And I'm the type of person where I do want to feel like I'm making an altruistic difference, contributing to a better world. Oh no, crazy talk, right? So um that's one way that I do it. I try to give back to the community as as much as I can. So 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there's not really not much to complain about. To sum it all up, there's really not much to complain about in uh, in terms of being a working voice talent. It's it's a, it's like a dream come true. I mean, most of us wanted to do that when we were kids, right? You <laughs> make voices as you're watching cartoons and and think I could do that. So it it is indeed a dream come true. <laughs> Yeah, man. Living the dream. Living the dream. Living the dream. Do I have <laughs> pants on today? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it's just, it's great that you guys are still, you know, doing, doing what you're doing, doing what you're, you're doing and doing it well. And, and, you know, look, I mean, I know it sounds dumb when I say this, but you know, considering all we've been through in the past couple of we- in the past couple of weeks, the world kind of needs uh, good entertainment right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> construct the hippodome. Yeah, I, it's it, it does. Um, so, in lieu of gladiatorial combat, I'm glad we can uh, provide that outlet. There's we need a distraction right now, and and we need a way to realize that hey, it's okay to laugh and things. Well, ideally be okay. Um, there are some obstacles we need to overcome currently, but uh, all in all, I, I think we are moving toward a... It sounds ridiculous. I think we are moving toward a brighter future. So uh, it, I do. It, uh, all things considered, we're, we're just in the midst of a, a moment of great turmoil and obstacles, you know, and which is indicative of, of great change. So... That and um, viral pathogens mutating, creating a zombie plague. I don't know. Eh, anything could happen, right? <laughs> I mean, stranger things have happened, I guess. But well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't even, I don't even think that term even applies anymore because it's like, yeah. <laughs> what else you got? What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's giant dinosaurs coming off of a spaceship. I expected as much. Yeah, it's uh, who knows? Who knows? I mean, we're we're in for the ride. I, as long as everyone just oops, just just behave, just behave. That's all we can ask. But um, there seems to be a, a large a large component of I, I think scientifically it, it's termed as batshit fucking crazy that's going on. So we have to <laughs> kind of mitigate that. Yeah, I mean. I don't know how else to put it. It's just like, yeah, things are crazy right now. And I know, I know that I'm not contributing anything meaningful to society by doing, you know, podcasts talking about fucking voiceover. But <laughs> God damn it, it's entertainment. And I, you know. <laughs> but that's, see, that's, that's not true. You, you can't diminish your contribution in that way. Because I remember when I was starting and I was listening to as many interviews and I'm pretty sure podcasts were a thing, um, as I could, just to get a, a greater sense of what is going on with people who are doing what I wanted to do. And there were few ways to get that information from as, as broad and as vast uh, a, a selection of people. So L.O. Governor is, is the kind of podcast I would have listened to rabidly uh, at that time. Just to say, well, what's going on? What are these people like? And what do they do? And what do they have to say? So this is a valuable service for a smaller subset of the population. But it still helps to motivate people to aspire toward what their dreams may be or just to what piques their curiosity. To say, does Sean Crisden actually wear pants in the studio? When I'm home by myself, probably not. But um, it, it, it helps to explore those things. So there is, there is great value in it. You're not on the front lines. You're you're not you know stitching hearts onto brains or whatever it is that surgeons do. I don't know. I don't have a medical background, but you are providing uh, elements of entertainment and knowledge and insight that people can't necessarily get readily. So, kudos to you, sir. And and I mean, I think my my gimmick is that hey. I'm I'm not affiliated with any like major programs. I'm not doing like sponsorships or any, or any of that. I'm just a guy who's passionate about voiceover and I'm like, you know what? You know, the internet has made it easier for us to get connected especially these days. Like why not try to reach out to these people and see if they'll come on? Like there's no like there's no secret, guys. You just reach out and say, "Hey, 
I do this podcast. You want to be a part of it? Yes. Cool. No. Cool. Like that's all there is to it. It's right. not. It's there's no secret. Like there's no secret Illuminati the bullshit <laughs> bullshit that you have to go through. It's just well, you didn't learn the handshake. <laughs> Like there's there's no secret to it. It's just hey, who is this actor? What is their contact? You know, how can I contact either them directly or the representatives? And there you go. That's all you need to do. Yeah. It's well, it's dispelling a a misconception that a lot of people have that when you you listen to someone and you idolize them or you feel they're some sort of celebrity that suddenly they're different from you that they don't put on their pants but sometimes they don't have i mentioned that that they they they, they're somehow something other than a human being doing a job it's a job and you may think oh oh they're my favorite character or my favorite series or they you know they did this game and i love the game and they must be larger than life no no they're they're sitting at home burping and farting just like you sometimes so just reaching out and and I was dispelling that myth when I do conventions. When I go to cons and I meet people and they're sort of overwhelmed with emotion. And to me, the first time that happened, I was, oh, okay, this is a thing. I didn't know that anybody cared. And to to understand that, yeah, we're, we are just humans. Now, there are some of us amongst our ranks who um, are ruled by ego, I guess we'll say, and allow that to make them believe that they're super special kids. And that's fine. Um, for them, but they're still just a human being. And yeah, you reach out. I so many people get shocked when they reach out to me and through email or for an interview, and and I do it. And I said, you know, I'm not special. <laughs> and a lot of times, it's it's people find that difficult to believe. So it, it's it's just yeah, just reach out and, and ask them. And that's what I did when I first started. So here's that bit of advice that uh, you might have been looking for. Is that when when I lived in Los Angeles, I would just message or call or if I ran into somebody and say, hey, can I take you out to lunch? I'd love to pick your brain. And more often than not, they'd say, yeah, let's figure out a time to get together so that I could build my network and just understand more about the industry and talk to people and get a better understanding of it. A lot of times, even for me, I'm an introvert and I love being by myself in my crypt. And for me to do that takes a lot, but it's a necessary step in terms of building the bridges and the network that's necessary to open the door to greater success, we'll say. So it helps to, to stock and pad the deck in your favor. So you, you have to get out, though, and, and interact with people and build those networks. Networking is invaluable in this industry. A lot of times, you know, I don't even need to audition. I say, oh, call Sean. He'll do it. And here I am <laughs> doing that. So because you've met people and you weren't a dick. So, uh, again, back to the don't be a dick, kids. Uh and that you're easy to work with and you're fun. And so building your and expanding your network, being pleasant ah. uh, is very helpful in, in everything you do, obviously in, in your life at large. But if we're talking specifically about VO, yes, because this is surprisingly a pretty small industry. Everybody kind of knows everybody else. So it's, it's, that's helpful. So there's, there's your golden tip, kids. <laughs> well, I mean, that and go to D. Bradley Baker's website. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, so you want to be a voice actor? Here's the stuff. And I, I always send people there. You know, I, you know, I get probably at least two or three emails or messages a week of people say, how do I do what you did? And my journey is, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of unlikely, but I, I always send people to his website. I'm like, here, start here. Um, here's what I think can help you. And I have a whole system and this whole thing that I, I made up because I would talk at schools because I, as a, as a person of color from the inner city of, um, born in philadelphia pennsylvania in, in, in the states and um to have done what i have done uh, many would count it as improbable um and i would as well sometimes i scratch my head and wonder wait how did i do what i did how did i get here uh so it's it's i had a unique set of challenges that were and are still unique to me because of who i am and everyone else will as well so it's understand what your privileges are and understand what your obstacles are and learn how to work with all of it. So it's it's a challenging thing. I mean, it's I always talk about the Sporth method. So people it's I'll give you the if you're interested, I'll give you the <laughs> the quick and dirty version of it. 
um, for those who are looking for how do I how do I achieve success? And I, I talk about the Sporth method and everything. It's like I, I should be Tony Robbins or somebody, but specifically for for uh, voiceover, it's Sporth S P O R T H S. You need the skill to get in the door. This is the abbreviated version. P, uh, you need to remain persistent so that you, when you fall down, you get up again because you will fall down many times. Failure is a lesson and not a deterrent. O is opportunity. You have to create your own opportunities. Don't just wait for someone to bring them to you. You create opportunities. Um, that's part of that entrepreneurial mindset that uh, many people need to adopt. R is resources. Find the resources. And that's not just the physical things that we think of like time and money. It's also building the network like we were just talking about. It's making yourself available. It's making yourself open and receptive. It's making sure that you're surrounded by peers who aren't anchors and holding you back. It's finding mentors who can help to drive you forward. It's um, making sure that you're in a, a, a bubble of positivity in, in a largely negative <laughs> exterior environment so that you can move forward. So finding all of those resources uh, to help propel you. T is time. You need the time. Ain't going to happen overnight, most likely. And H is the hunger. So you need to be hungry for it, right? If if you're not hungry for it, like we were talking about, if you're not, if you're working in a corporate job and your soul's shriveling, are you going to let your soul shrivel or are you going to try to find sustenance and opt for self-preservation? So if you're not hungry for it, you'll find a way to rationalize not pursuing whatever it is, in this case, VO or whatever goal you're looking for. So you have to want to eat it and sleep it and breathe it. So if you use the sport method... You, uh, it's not a silver magic bullet, but it does uh, help to stack the odds in your favor. So that that's usually uh, the, the long and short of it. So I usually say, well, think of the think of it in that way. Frame it that way when you're looking to achieve something to kind of help give yourself the tools to do it. And if not, then it's not saying you won't make it. It just might be a little harder. And everyone's journey is different. That's absolutely. Another, that's the thing that people need to understand is that you know you're not going to have the same career as you know this this voice actor or that voice actress because everyone's journey is different. Everyone grew up in like you know different circumstances. And the way they got into the business was totally different. And and you know, but that doesn't that shouldn't deter you from you know, pursuing your dream. If this is what you want to do, go on and do it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Quite, quite simply. Yeah. And, and yeah, it may be difficult. It may be easy. And there, there will be moments when those dynamics shift, but you, you have to go in. The, the main thing that you need to do and to understand is that you're going to work. You have to work for it. And it's not just going to be handed to you in most cases. Some people do have things handed to them and that's great. But again, their journey is different, as is their outcome. So you you get out of it what you put into it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's uh, uh thanks for coming to the TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Buy my books. <laughs> uh, inspiration. That's why people tune the tune tune into the show because they want inspiration. Woo! Yeah. 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 It, it, you know, it, it's it's hard for me to avoid talking about. Where I am in my career and what I did and where I came from without that, because I know that on the other end, 11, 12 years ago, I was looking for that inspiration and I didn't know where to find it. It wasn't accessible easily. So uh, I, I always flap my gums about that. Uh, whenever I can, just to, because there, you know, even if there's one person out there who's, eh, I don't, eh, I don't know, I, I'm not very good, and I don't. Eh. If you want it and you do the work for it, not saying you're gonna get it, but you're gonna open the doors for the path to it. So if they want to walk through them, uh, then that's up to them. And and the the important thing is that you need to understand that there will be tough times. There will be points in, in where you want to give up and and you and and, and uh, think that hey you know this is pointless. This is a pointless endeavor. But on but uh, you know don't 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 give up. If if something really means that much to you and this is what you want to do, the worst thing you can do to do to that dream is to give up on it. <laughs> I'm I'm wiping away a single tear. <laughs> But it's true. So you haven't failed until you've given up. The more you know. And and on the opposite side of that, it's knowing when to walk away from something. So there's two sides of that, of course. You know, it's it's there's one thing to beat your head against a wall when there's a door right there to try to go through the wall. And it's another thing to uh, 
there I've seen people simply not learn the lessons and be in a and it's not just you know you have to learn uh, the appropriate you know vocal placement and mic technique not not those lessons the lessons that your life is teaching you every day day in and day out simply through observation and cause and effect that there are people who <laughs> just again, continue banging their head against the wall to try to get through the wall when there's a door over there. So there are times when what you're doing isn't working. So you need to understand why so that you can stop doing that. So there's times to walk away from what you're doing and then to reevaluate just to make sure that you, you want to go through this wall. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't bang my head against it. There's a door. So sometimes you need a fresh perspective and fresh ideas because it's all organic. It's, it's constantly changing and, and moving with us as people. You know, we're... We should just do an inspirational self-help podcast. <laughs> uh, just just edit in some inspirational music in the background, <laughs> add in some reverb. <laughs> oh, I like it. You can be somebody. Yeah, I, I absolutely. But it's a lot of times people need to hear that anyway, even if even if it's from as innocuous a source as L.O. Governor. So, um just do your thing, but be perceptive and receptive to what's going on around you. Read the room, kids. Read the room. Yeah, that's another important thing is that, hey, you know, there are times where um, posting, where you look at social media and realize, should I be promoting my work right now? I, I don't think I should be. <laughs> Well, you, you want to do a representation of yourself that's honest and authentic. And when you're at a level of skill that is viable and on top of that, look at what's going on around you. So if the world's in flames, hey, check out my demo reel. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's not the best time. If for no other reason, then you can simply say logistically it's not a good time because it won't be seen because uh, people are putting out fires. So uh, – you gotta. You have to consider um, more than just yourself and what you want. I mean, we're all interconnected. Oh, here it comes. Start the the flute playing over the bubbling brook. Everything is connected. We're all connected to each other. And what you do ripples out on the pond. So, but it, it's it, it's it's really just being aware and conscious of the greater happenings. I guess we could say. Uh, in in relation to you and your goals and what you want to do. So, yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk, yeah. Yeah, I'll be good. <laughs> check, check me out on social media. <laughs> yeah, smash that like button, bros. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, can you tell? Not a social media guy. <laughs> But but I mean like what what's amazing is that I I I just love I just love how frank you are about it where uh, well, I I searched your name on social media and it's like barely any posts and and only like, like who's this guy he and, posted and, four times on Instagram and only like one Instagram video saying yeah I'm not good at this social media thing so <laughs> well, I, I just I, now I'll tell you what start like I, I came out of doing a series for Nickelodeon and. I, 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 I don't think I can even talk about it yet. It's ridiculous. But and one of the other talent, you know, hit me up on Instagram, hit me up on my Insta. And um, I was like, oh, I should really post something on that. I had I've had an Instagram account for however long Instagram has been around. I just recently the first post was, I don't know, six months ago, if that. And um, I just said, well, I, I need to do something. I, I interact with a lot of people via email and on Facebook. My personal Facebook has basically become my Sean Grisden fan page Facebook, which is still my personal Facebook. I don't post much anyway, but that's where I interact with uh, the most most of the fans. It's just because I had it, and that's where they started messaging me. I never had a, a very um, conscious, determined social media push or presence because for me, I, I don't find it find it to be meaningful. I find that what most people use social media for outside of keeping in touch with friends and family is a promotion of, dude, it's my hashtag best life. Yeah, bro. You know, and it's everyone basically saying, look at how great I am. And, and I'm not, and it's not necessarily true for everyone. It's just my perception. I'm not a person who promotes my own vanity or, or what I do. I, you know, people say, well, what, what do you do? And it's not necessarily a good thing for a voice talent, professionally speaking, because a lot of people say, well, wait, 
what has he done to know, you know, all the games I've done and, and all the audiobooks and the commercials and, and all the stuff that I actually do because I'm, I'm not hawking my wares on social media. So people are just like, well, what's he done? Who, did, who is he? And then they realize all the stuff they've done that I'm in and that they're, oh, oh, that's you. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I just I don't hawk it. And it's not even a point of pride. It's just it's actually stupid from an entrepreneurial and um, business visibility perspective. But it's extremely difficult for me to muster the will to uh, essentially whore myself out that way. And, you know, I, I have a very solid network. I'm never uh, without work. I'm, you know, I'm booked out through the beginning of summer right now, which is awesome. And, and I'm very fortunate in that because I know a lot of other talent that haven't worked, especially since they can't get into the studios. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have my own studio and to do post-production here and all, all that stuff. So I, I'm super busy, which is, which is great for me. But I, I, don't, I don't know. Social media is just uh, the kind of thing where I, I, it doesn't really resonate with me. I participate in it, but uh, I'm largely a lurker. I post every then and again. Um, I like to go on and, and herald and celebrate other people's successes because that's what they want. That's why they're posting it, obviously. Um, but for the most part, for me, I, I don't find it to be truly meaningful for me and so yeah I, I don't know if i is this the right planet uh maybe i maybe i need to be on another planet because this might not be the right planet i'm supposed to be on you know uh but it, it just doesn't do anything for me so i i'm trying though you know a lot of other my other talent friends are like man you should really work on your social media you know that's the thing and i'm like okay i'm gonna do it and hence was spawned the post of oh i'm supposed to have more content here's content i i think you referenced that one so yeah yeah no, because I, I think I've talked about this before, but I'm I'm personally not a fan of social media in general because I think, you know, it just brings out the worst in people. But at the same time, it's like, you know, there are people who I, who I can only contact via social media. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I need to promote my work. I mean, I, <laughs> you got, see, you get it. You have to. It's a necessary evil. But it, it does bring out the worst in people because it, 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 it and it's not necessarily that's all it does. It also can bring out some of the better attributes of people. But since it's social media as a whole is a, a conduit to amplify voices, uh, some of which have little of worth to offer, um, it, it's, it certainly has spiraled out of control. Now, there's a lot of great things about social media. I mean, a lot of recognition for talent that otherwise wouldn't have a platform. And wouldn't have a way to be heard or be seen, um, which is fantastic. It's a great way for people to keep tabs on friends and family or to stalk that ex from school who you want to know what they're up to eight years later. Yeah, so it's, you know, you can use it for that. But then it's also giving credence because of its virality and the ability that people can spread messages and ideas and images and videos instantly to tens of thousands, if not millions of viewers that wasn't available 10 years ago you know not in not in that form it wasn't able to be disseminated in that way so of course there are messages that are less than desirable and counterproductive to <laughs> the progress of society as a whole quite simply and in a in living in a modern civilized enlightened society and those ideas are gaining traction and they're gaining traction with people that are either susceptible to them or already believe it and so it, it it certainly got a bit of venom in its veins as well. Uh, and it, it's not just me being the crotchety old guy yelling at clouds, you know, uh, that's social media. I, I, I don't like it. Uh, it's, it's more of, it, it just doesn't, uh, for me, I just, I don't find my place in it. Much, just like I said, this is the right planet where people love it so much. And I, I'm not one to take selfies. I'm not one to, you know, hashtag best life. Look at me, look at me. Eh. You know, I, I, I derive my value and my enjoyment from what I do for myself and, and what I try to do for other people. So I, I guess that's the difference for me. And not that I'm riding some high horse. It's just that's just how I'm wired. So social media ain't where it's at for me. I, I participate and I probably will continue to in the future, just not at the scale of um, what I what seems to be commonplace for the majority of social media users. So. Yeah, I guess I'm just not that social uh, introvert and all. I, I do think it's kind of bullshit how, like, uh, people, uh, casting directors judge certain actors based on how many social media followers they have. I think that's just sure. 
just complete well, bullshit. I think it's bullshit, but I, again, it's a necessary evil, especially when you have a casting director who's looking at the proposition of it's a business, right? So my business is I'm casting talent for this ad campaign, this series, this game. I want somebody who has a huge reach because that's additional eyes that will likely be introduced or thrust upon uh, this series, this ad campaign, or this game. So it's much like having the celebrity sponsor or the celebrity endorsement for something where, you, you know, you diabetes, you know, you, you want someone who an audience can resonate with and has an audience to help boost your numbers. I mean, it comes down to money, right? It's, it's a fiscal idea for fiscal viability for a series or an ad campaign or commercial or a game where, oh, so-and-so's in it. I love them. I'll check it out. As opposed to Sean Crisden, who? Right. So it's, it's another way to bring in that additional stream of viewership, uh, which then results in revenue. I mean, we're, we're run in a, a society that is very much dependent on money. The world is fueled by money. Uh, as much as I, I would like to argue with the Beatles that all you need is, in fact, not love but money. Uh, and it's an unfortunate state of affairs currently. Uh, I think we need to fuel ourselves on common good rather than be concerned about how fat our bank accounts are. So how much good can you do should be our social currency. But eh, listen to me. Up on my mountain letting my robes flow. <laughs> so – but that that's that's just my opinion. But I, I, I don't fault the casting directors that look at social media presence. And, you know, when they say, well, we're looking at your social media and I tell them flat out, right, I'm not your guy then, because that's that's not where my interest and my focus is. So that's that's not for me. And so be it. But it, it comes from me being comfortable with who I am and what I want and and knowing uh, pretty intimately myself and that that's not what floats my boat. So. That's not something I'm interested in. And, I mean, at the end of the day, I always wonder, like, you know, if you want a big-name voice actor to promote your 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 what, your what game or whatever on social media, just hire that person to begin with. Like, don't <laughs> – don't, don't hire, like, a budget yeah. version of them and say, you know yeah. – yeah. <laughs> Well, that well, that's a thing, you know. Or you'll get, you know, you get specs for something. It's like, you know, we we want we want a, a Morgan Freeman like voice, or we want a, you know, you, you have these voice prints that they want. Look, just hire Morgan Freeman if that's what you want. Oh, you don't want to pay for. It. Oh, okay, he wants to approximate it. Or you know, yeah, if you want this personality uh, to to promote something, then then go get them. Don't then you don't want the Walmart version, right? So or the Tarjay version. Then, then go get that person. But you know, a lot of times their budgets don't allow that. They have big budget dreams, but not big budget pockets. So it's the idea of kind of fitting in in the middle somewhere. And it's funny because now there's a I constantly get calls from clients that want me. They want the Sean Crisden thing because I do I I do what I do. You know, I'm just and I I have a pretty great range of characters and accents and all that stuff um, that I've worked for. But you know, talking to me now, this is this is this is me. So they call it, just do your thing. Do your, do, do the thing you do. And that's, that's awesome because I, it's the, the H John Benjamin approach. I call it where you can just be, just do your thing. And you know, you go and you're like, did I even work today? I just, they just wanted me to, you want me to read this? Okay. And you do your thing and you're done. You know, cause you can go in and do some kind of crazy character with some ridiculous accent and it blows out your vocal cords or takes so much focus and concentration. And, and I've done those gigs and I still do because they're fun. But when you can go in and just do you and say, hey, just 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 do you, man. OK, that's 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 awesome to me because oh, I, I don't even have to I don't have to prep anything. There's nothing I don't have to really focus on. OK, let me make sure I have the appropriate range and my emotional response. No, no, just be you. OK, OK, I'll do it. Great, dude. So that that's that's the, the true. Uh, <laughs> that's where I really feel like I, I hacked the system. Where you can just you just do your thing and and it's just you and um it's glorious man and I think like a lot of voice actors do that I mean you mentioned like uh, you know H John Benjamin like he's just hired to be H John Benjamin you do not hire <laughs> him to do like <laughs> complex characters and and he does that and same thing with Patrick Warburton you know you hire Patrick Warburton because you want a Patrick Warburton you know it's just right right and there's and there's and there's nothing wrong with that, really. There isn't. No, that's awesome because you have something that someone wants. And it's not that you even need to uh, aspire to that. I just – for me, it's awesome because I, I'm, I come in like I'm the, 
the crazy monster guy. I'm the, the, the crazy wild guy. You know, I can pump in tons of energy into performances. And that, and then you, you, know, you slap an accent on top of this or this dialect here, and then you got a different character. And, but when you can go in as a talent, and then it says, no, just do you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it's like you're cheating. <laughs> you, know, you, you, uh, you, you spend all this time learning and, and doing workshops and honing the craft. Right? You're a thisp. I'm a thisp. Um, you know, and you're, you're working all these ideas. And then I said, no, 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 no. Just, 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 you know, just do your, okay. Right. You know, I had a gig last week um, where the, the director uh, said, you, you're perfect. Don't change anything. We don't have to, I don't even have any notes. I have nothing to say. Just that's it. We're done. So, and that to me is the ultimate kudos and the ultimate, like, I've achieved, you know, uh, my power level is over 10,000. I feel like I'm just, I, I've arrived at what I want to do. Now I just have to continue doing that so I can just keep eating and keep the lights on. But it's, that is, you know, you, you no longer have to play pretend. And playing pretend is fun. You know, don't get me wrong. I lo- I, I'd rather do that. But the idea that you can just be you. Now, either that, I'm a crazy character. I don't know. <laughs> In real life, people get tired of listening to me talk. But that was, for me, that was kind of the pinnacle of, okay, I can, I can just be me. Coming from a world where you're constantly putting on a mask and you're a character. Um, so that is, uh, that's pretty dope. <laughs> so that, that's, uh, yeah, I, I'm rambling. You can stop me. Stop, 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 stop. All right, slow down. Stop. I get paid to talk, so I, I don't know when to turn it off. Stop me, stop me, stop me if you heard this one before. <laughs> <laughs> a priest, a rabbi. And a, yeah, so, but yeah, that that that's uh, that's when I feel like I leveled up. And I think that's pretty much a good time to call it, because I think we're at that point where it's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he keeps talking. He's not going to stop. <laughs> so, my, my, but no, this has been fun. Yeah. This has been a wonderful Absolutely. conversation. And, uh, you know, I'd love, to, I'd love to have you back sometime. You know, get, get more roles in and we'll, we'll get back <laughs> on here and talk more about inspiration and shit. <laughs> Everybody loves us. Most boring episode ever. Yeah, um, yeah but you went out and, and did something, didn't you? So, yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd love to talk. I always love talking. Obviously. <laughs> you got the right career, kid. So, yeah. So thanks for, for taking that time off to do this. And uh, you got any closing words before we end this? Closing words. Um, just cultivate and share happiness, folks. Just make the world better than what you found it in. Does that make sense grammatically? Make the world better than what you found it in. Perhaps that's for you to decipher. And with that, uh, I bid you adieu. Good, sir. Adieu, adieu. (laughs) All right. Take care, man. Hey, you too.